0: <coughs> As many of you are already aware, industry veteran, no, industry legend, David Flynn is currently cycling between Sweden and Malta, a distance of more than 4,000 kilometres, in a bid to raise £15,000 for three mental health charities. It's a long and at times solitary mission, full of literal ups and downs. They spoke to us earlier this week during a brief but well-earned break. Thanks for joining us. You um, must be exhausted. For the listeners who maybe aren't aware, you're doing over a month of cycling between Sweden and Malta. Over 4,000 kilometres, I think. Where are you today? What day are you on, if you can remember? And how are you feeling? Just over the border of
1: Italy, actually. I'm a second attempt at going up a huge mountain pass called uh, Passo Stevillo. On corner 44 of 48, on my way up, I'm going up to 2,700 meters. So about halfway is the top. It should have been yesterday, but the pass was closed, unfortunately. Second attempt today. Then uh, down into Bormio, through Italy, and then uh, a very hilly route all the way down to Malta. So I'm over halfway now. It's 4,200k raised. I think we're just going to touch 12,000 pounds today, all being well, which is amazing. And yeah, how am I feeling? Shattered, mate. Absolutely shattered.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I look at some of your earlier posts. Obviously, a lot of people have seen there's three mental health charities that you're doing this in aid of. As you say, you've raised... To date, twelve thousand pounds or so for that. Hopefully, we'll see that go up a lot more. How long were you planning this? I remember you did a big swim, maybe last year or the year before, and I wasn't aware of. You know, obviously, I wasn't party to that. And it's like, what is he doing? Where does this come from? Is this a theme you're going to be setting yourself new challenges? This must take up a pretty big chunk of your life, not just these thirty-five days or so, but you must have been working towards this for months.
1: Yeah, I started having this crazy idea about nine months ago. I had the opportunity with a bit more free time now that I'm not operational with business anymore. The freedom and support of my wife and family as well. So yeah a lot of training obviously has gone in as well previously. It's not just the 34 days that I'm riding right now but you know the months and months of training in Malta and also in Sweden just before here in order to get to this stage. Otherwise there probably wasn't a hope in hell of uh, getting this far. Is it going to be a common theme? I I don't know but Let's see. I'll let you know when I get to Malta on the 30th of September.
0: If that wasn't an emphatic no, then the betting people in our sector would expect to see more in due course. I just want to point out as well, it's clear that we're, we can see you on a, on a video call now and there'll be some snaps that we'll share, but you're on your own. No support vehicle. There's no one with you. You're on your own cycling over 4,000 kilometers across Europe. It must be a pretty solitary experience at times. How are you coping with the mental fortitude or the challenges of that? Being on your own, especially when it gets super hard or where you have to change route or whatever, or, you know, you get a knockback or if you have any injuries or anything. I mean, how are you bearing up?
1: Pluses and minuses, ups and downs, like the mountains, you know. Yesterday was really, really tough, actually. I think I'd really focused on yesterday's stage as being sort of like the stage. And from there on, I knew that I had the hope of meeting up with a couple of friends, actually, in Bologna, that are going to fly out and meet me for four days, which I'm really looking forward to. Some of the days are just, they're a challenge. You know, I mean, you just sit on the bike and keep going, maybe for 10 or 11 hours. Sweden was wet and windy. Germany's been absolutely amazing in terms of the weather. And of course, I'm a pretty chatty guy, so I'll speak with anybody. I might not always get a response, but I try and put a smile on everyone's face, including my own.
0: So you're carrying everything with you, right? Change of clothes and all that stuff. So you've got a fully loaded touring bike. What bike have you got for the bike nerds out there?
1: It's actually a racing bike, but with some chunkier tires on it. And then I just got bags on the back of the bike and a little frame holder. That's about it. But in that I get two changes of cycling gear, some warmer gear, Uh, Should the weather turn? I mean, here last week, there was some snow, I believe, so you have to be prepared for anything. And then a couple of changes of clothes just for the night time. And of course, a bit of washing powder.
0: Yeah, just a little. Where are you staying? You pre-book much, if not every step, right? So if you booked all your accommodation and you're just hitting different places and locations, are you staying in Airbnb's or hotels or what?
1: Bit of both, I uh, try and plan maybe five days ahead. Sorry, some motorbikes going past on the corners.
0: It's okay, it's all added into the atmosphere. So
1: I'm trying to book about five days ahead. Yesterday, obviously I made a number of changes in order to try and change my route for the next couple of days to complete this particular route. I think for my own mental health, I really want to get it done. So, you know, just changes on the fly as I go. And thankfully, you know, use different applications in order to make sure that I can get those bookings sorted out because it's all self-funded. So everything I raise goes for the charities, you know. I mean, the response has been amazing. I even had one accommodation in Denmark. The owner refused to take payment because he, he wanted it to go, well, to me, but I put the money for the charity instead. Yeah, the kindness of a lot of people actually has been absolutely amazing. That really
0: keeps you going. Other people will be in awe at your selflessness as well. I know you a little bit and I know you're a humble person, but this is a personal sacrifice to make for obviously an issue that's presumably very close to your heart.
1: Yes, absolutely, yeah. It's not only a sacrifice for me, I guess. I love riding my bike. It's also for my wife and kids. You know, they've supported me for this. You know, being away from them is probably a bigger sacrifice than anything, to be honest.
0: Have you seen them on route, by the way? Have you got plans to see them on route? No, the kids are at school now. Kids are in school. You had to start that as soon as I said it, yeah.
1: But I'm lucky. I mean, I've seen a couple of friends at different places. One in Copenhagen, one just south of Berlin, joined me for half a morning's ride and a coffee catch-up. Now That that really spurs on the spirit. The ride this morning, met a couple who were riding up and got chatting whilst doing a climb for 10k. You just make friends on the bike. That's what cycling is all about. Very good for mental health. Yes, there's hard days, but the great days are just absolutely amazing. And the scenery is just outstanding. Second to none.
0: Yeah, unforgettable, I'm sure, yeah. I bet sometimes you glance up from the handlebars and you almost can't believe what you're seeing.
1: No, absolutely. There's been a lot of that this morning, I have to say.
0: Can I ask you, as a fellow cyclist, about the food you're eating? I mean, the calories that you're going through, that's insane amount of calorie burn. What are you eating? I mean, you must be happy to be in the home of pasta now, so at least you can load up on pasta.
1: It's about five and a half thousand calories a day. The last few days for lunch and dinner, I've been having p- pasta, basically. You know, sometimes you just, you can't choose what you eat. You just have to eat what there is. In the mornings, as big a breakfast as I can get my hands on. Take some energy protein bars with me.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask what your go-to snack is when you're riding.
1: Right now, Haribo jelly bears, actually. I've got a big packet of them.
0: They're not as good as time fast sticks, but still very good. I'm not going to take too much time off you now. You need to get back to that climb. So I know what it's like if you rest for too long, your legs go to sleep. Two questions, or two parts of the questions. What was harder than you thought, and actually what has been a very pleasant surprise? Maybe we'll end on the pleasant one.
1: Hardest thing, I'd say, was probably the first three days. You know, it was miserable weather, torrential rain in Sweden. A lot of, am I crazy? What what on earth am I doing? Why the heck am I doing this? All of that that goes through your head. When you think about what's to come and i just really had to put all of that out of my mind and just think about each stage or each day and then even break that down into each time i get some food so that was probably the hardest thing now i just make it day by day this morning i would pretty much given up to be honest to get back up today this this will keep me going the positive by far the people that i've met the scenery is one thing but the kind hearts of people that i've met has been yeah outstanding and the people that have sponsored and the people that have just given me encouragement along the way. I get WhatsApp messages, LinkedIn messages and Facebook messages that just pop up. I can't respond while I'm on the bike, but I see them and I just get this go, go, go. Go on, Dave, you know, you can do it. That just really keeps me going.
0: So that's a nice takeaway for people, actually. If they know you, if you're in their social media or WhatsApp, they should be thinking, hey, there's no harm in bouncing off a five-second WhatsApp message. What a lovely little boost to see that just as you're going along. What a wonderful technological benefit of the times we live in.